Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are glad you can join us today. Our guest this evening has owned an AMG General Humvee and an H1 and H2 Hummer. And we're going to learn more about these vehicles. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service, domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel, Springdale's car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics for convenient neighborhood locations. How can they be of service? I'm Jason Painter. John Lockhart and Eric Benzel could not join us tonight, and we welcome Ian Ibsen, who is going to walk us through his ownership experience of a 1995 AM General Military Humvee, a 2003 Hummer H2, and as of late, a 1998 Hummer H1. And thank you for joining us tonight, Ian. Yeah, thank you, Jason, for having me. Well, absolutely. Uh, and looking at um, your truck outside uh, is just absolutely gorgeous, and, and uh, we're going to talk more about that here. But before we do, where did you find interest in AMG, or excuse me, AM General Humvees and Hummers? So I think you could go back um, to early childhood distinctly remember driving down being here in louisville kentucky driving down 65 towards the fairgrounds where you'd have the um, national guard base and you'd have the storage facilities for all of those military humvees mm-hmm. that yeah at that time you really only saw in convoys going down the highway uh and i just, just distinctly remember driving past that parking lot always whipping my head yep you know breaking <laughs> neck trying right. to look out the window and catch a view of a few sitting out there um, and then, you know, later in life when, uh, you'd see one or two, this is probably early two thousands, kind of in the same year range that the Hummer H twos came available. And tell, tell everybody how old you would have been in 2000. So 2000, I was eight years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 29 right. now. All right. Right. Uh, you, yeah. So the H two, that was, you know, 2003 and mm-hmm. you'd start to see them a little bit more. Um, and then 11, 12 kind of young adult. Uh, being more aware of vehicles and kind of mm-hmm. what you need to do to to acquire those vehicles, or you know what what the price tag is and what that means financially to to achieve those goals. Right. Um, so fast forward a few years, um, I had a a family friend that had a 1994 Hummer H1 that that sat in his yard. And uh, became pretty acquainted with this guy. He was a big car guy. Currently, he's got Rolls Royce, and he had a Lamborghini Diablo VT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would just talk and talk for hours on end. And I'd never really led on to the fact that I was this Hummer nut. Gotcha. Uh, and until further into the relationship, but um, I would just always see this car just kind of rotting away in his yard, and it broke my heart. Gotcha. Uh, and that, and going back before that relationship, I would always see it around town, parked at the grocery store. It was lime green. You couldn't miss it. Uh, you could see it from a million miles away. He had a lawn company, and mm-hmm. their uh, their company colors were lime green, so that's what he painted this truck. Gotcha. Uh, and, and he got to telling me a story about how he had acquired it from a guy in the NFL, uh, I think oh, out okay. of Atlanta and okay. it was cherry red when he got it. And I'm thinking, man, how did you ruin this truck with this lime green <laughs> right, color? And right. he, he also owned a metal fabrication shop. So mm-hmm. he decided that uh, putting diamond plate and cladding all over it was a good idea. Gotcha. And it, it, it really did break my heart. But that truck sat in his yard for, you know, the next three or four years that 
uh, we had been friends, and I, I would go over to his house uh, almost every Tuesday to go go-karting at a go-kart track in his gotcha. yard. Right. Um, and eventually he said, you know, I'm probably going to end up selling that truck. It's just kind of sitting there rotting away. And, you know, I'd always kind of make the uh, – make the point that I'd, well, I'd be interested in that. You know, at this time I'm probably 18, 19 years old. Mm. Uh, so I don't have a ton of cash, but I, I'm pretty savvy with money. I can, you know, scrounge up some money and right. figure it out. I've got good credit at this time. And I, you know, I know what or, and where I can get money if I need to. Um, and he just always made this comment like, well, just make me an offer, you know? And in my head, this is a 30 or $40,000 truck. So I'm not going to pay that, but at the same time, I don't want to insult him and, right. you know, lowball him. Right. So, uh, it just never really became a hard conversation. He's kind of a flippant guy. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, he'll make comments like that. He doesn't need the money, obviously. So, uh, you know, he's more interested in getting out of his yard than he is gotcha. getting the money into his account. So time went on and I had heard through the grapevine through friends of his that he had offered it to, um, He's, he's really into boats, and he had offered it to a guy at the marina. Okay. And uh, the story went further, and I said, well, how much is he going to give for it? You know, thinking it's probably twenty five, thirty thousand 30000 something in that range. And he said, well, I think he's going to give it to him for like 10000 Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, goodness. You know, <laughs> right. you know, I, I would have loved to offer that amount back, mm -hmm. you know, two years ago, and I would have had it in that time. Uh, and then had still had some money to to put into it to fix the problems, get off the diamond plate and right. get it repainted from that god-awful lime green. Um, so another year passes, and it's still in his yard. And uh, he and I got to talking one night, and I basically just said, you know, what's the deal with this truck? Are you going to sell it to him? And he, he just basically said, that's the plan. I'm just waiting for him to come get it. Well, I had also met that guy in this time in that year span, and I was convinced that it's just never going to happen because that guy's kind of lazy. He's not going to just show up one day with <laughs> right. ten grand and right. say, I'll come get your truck. Yep. So I went home that night and just kind of sat on the couch with a beverage and thought, you know, is it worth just coming up with the money and showing up at his door one night and saying, here's the ten grand, you know, can I take this home? Mm-hmm. So had another beverage and decided, well, I'll just call him and see kind of what his first reaction is. Right. So I called him and said, hey, Jeff, you know, I'd love to have that truck. You know how much I love it. We've talked about it for years. You know, you know, it would go to a good home. Uh, would you be willing to honor that price if I took it? And he's, he just kind of said, well, yeah, why didn't you say something earlier? I, you know, I didn't know that you wanted that. I know you love those trucks, right. but I didn't know you wanted that truck. Yeah, had you driven one of these yet? Just his. Just his. Okay, Just his. Right, yeah. yeah. So I had been around Hummers and, you know, I can go even further back in time being down in Miami and being, this is pre 05, 04, back when there were Hummer dealers and, yep. you know, my family that I was visiting asking the uh, car salesmen at the Hummer dealership, if they would take me for a test drive and just the look on their face, which I can relate to now, <laughs> right. uh, just like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but going back to Jeff, he, he just said, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, l let me just, you know, cause I do business with that guy that has the Marina, you know, it's where my boat is at mm -hmm. and he maintains that boat. So let me just run it by him. I'm sure he'll be fine with it. Obviously he's not keen to get it cause it's been a year yeah, now. Right. So, uh, I get off the phone. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I, I've got a Hummer. So 
like anybody would do, you know, an unboxing video you get on YouTube and you watch every single YouTube video about Hummers, right. which I, yep. I had already known all the info, but now it's, you know, now I can, it's tangible. I'm about to actually get right. it. Right. So that went on for probably two days and I'm just so excited. Um, just couldn't believe that I'm actually going to get one. And for this price too, I mean, that was a steal. Mm-hmm. It, granted, it needed a lot of work, but that's still a great price. Two days go by, he calls me back. He says, Ian, uh, I hate to tell you this, but he still really wants a truck. Uh, He's got this crazy plan for it to put it into charity car shows and to take it to kid events. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost making me feel feel bad about it. And I'm like, you know, I totally understand. You know, I'm glad it'll be used for that. Right. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, I know if he didn't show up to get it for the whole year, he's definitely not going to do that at a car show. (laughs) So anyway, he said, here's the deal. I gave him two weeks. So from today, if he doesn't come get it, he knows that you're interested. And I just said, first one to come get it after those two weeks. Gets it. Gets it. Gotcha. Um, So there's like a 10% chance in the back of my head that this might still happen. So I continue to watch hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos and, uh, you know, get on Hummer forums right. and I'm, you know, you know, I'm still a young guy. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering like, can I even maintain this vehicle? Like, is this even a, res- a responsible thing to do right, right. at my age? You know, mm-hmm. they're not expensive to maintain, but it's going to be an expense. So you were taking ownership well before ownership. Oh, yeah. Yep, and gotcha. and right. this is probably one of the best life lessons I've had is, you know, don't, Count your your eggs before they hatch. (laughs) Um, So a few days go by. I'm kind of teetering between it's it's still got a shot and it's going to be gone. And, you know, dealing with the devastated feeling of like, I'll never get this opportunity again in this price range. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're getting really close to the two weeks. And I'm not wanting to bug my buddy Jeff, but I'm calling him like, hey, is the truck still there? And he's only like four or five miles from where I was living at the time. So okay. I, I was shamelessly driving around his block just to see if it was kind of still in the backyard. Sure enough, there it is. Right. So we get to the 14th day and just so happens that it was Veterans Day. Okay. Now I've got my ducks in a row. I've got my cash in hand ready to go because I knew that that 14th day was going to be on a, a holiday. Mm-hmm. And that made up that 10% of hope in the back of my head. <laughs> okay, right. So there was a lot hanging on that so i show up jeff's not there truck's still in the driveway i'm thinking it's mine you know this is my truck i'm thrilled i can't believe this i called jeff and i said hey i've got the cash i'm in your driveway do you have the keys and he said oh uh he he called me earlier today he's coming tomorrow with the cash oh Gotcha. So (laughs) devastation sets in and it's just, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So I said, well, give me the guy's number and I just want to have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, you can call him, you can offer him whatever you want. You know, I'm not going to be upset if you offer him way more. Um, But here's his number. Best of luck to you. So I call the guy and had a conversation about numbers that were significantly higher than he was paying for it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most disappointing responses I've ever heard was 
I've already had an offer at 18. And I'm thinking, dude, you haven't even picked the truck up yet. Gotcha. So he was going to flip it. He was going to yeah, flip I it. Yeah, I got you right. Yep. And I knew that he had promised Jeff, you know, through the sale mm-hmm. that he would give uh, him first right of refusal within three years if he decided to sell it. Okay. So, you know, if you can imagine how upset I am. Right. Um, so I just kind of left it at that. I mentioned that to Jeff and he's like, well, he's not going to do that. I'm going to make him sign a contract, you know, put it on ink mm-hmm. that he can't sell this truck within three years. If it gets offered back to me, you'll get first dibs, yada, yada. So at any rate, this is, this is probably October of 2016 or 17. It wasn't too long ago. Okay. Um, or I think it was actually 2015. I, I must, um, misnumbered that one uh so anyway this is late october he comes and gets the vehicle it's gone you know i'm just trying to write it off in my head as a total loss and uh start because i've spent two weeks now i've probably got over 100 hours of research research on right. youtube and mm-hmm. i'm i'm over invested at this point yep. so i start looking online uh for other hummer h1s and and to be honest with you, that was a 94. That was the model before they put the, what I call the ambulance doors in the back. Okay, right. So this was just the fold-down truck tailgate with the fold-up truck window mm-hmm. on the back. It, it really, to me, isn't like the Hummer that you would see advertised or, you know, when I think back to the Hummers that I would lay on my bed and, and look at these photos of. Right. Um, it wasn't that one. So I wasn't, com- you know, completely bummed because it that wasn't exactly the truck that I had wanted. And I knew that it needed a lot of work. It had rust just covered. Um, A-frames were bad. The shock towers were about to fall off. So it would gotcha. have taken some money. So I'm I'm doing some research online, trying to find one that's reasonable. And they're just not out there. Um, you know, to, to find one at that time, your minimum cost with 150,000 miles was going to be thirty grand. Gotcha. You know, and it, and it might come out of Alaska mm-hmm. and just be riddled with Rust. salt and yep. problems and, yep. you know, all that money that I had kind of mentally set aside, aside for restoration mm-hmm. would have been eaten up in that. So okay. um, I found a government auction site called GovPlanet, GovPlanet.com, and you could buy anything from a eight-wheeled Hemet to a six-wheeled uh truck or a deuce and a half or a, gotcha. a, you know a jeep or a razor equivalent that the marines used right. um which you know as a, a young guy sounds really exciting um but they they had some humvees for sale and you know it, it ranged from wheels that were blown off to motors that were pulled out to full trucks um and it was an auction setup so you would start the auction at i think it was tuesdays at 9 Mm a.m which didn't really jive with my work schedules because that's right when we were getting started right um and i I had set bookmarks for maybe six or seven that i was interested in for that tuesday and it it was the most bizarre auction site it's not like ebay or or even an auto auction this is like regardless of what the number is it's going to sell in 90 seconds Mm -hmm. so it's just how fast can you click your mouse right you know and it's just a flip of a coin whether you're gonna get the winning bid or not sure so without having experience with that auction setup uh i missed out on all six of those 
And I was like, man, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. <laughs> right. So did a little more research, started watching those auctions weekly. Um, and the downside with it too is they were out of military bases all over the country. Mm-hmm. So it would just be, you know, if, if one had a headlight busted out and they didn't want to replace the headlight, then they would send it to the government auction. Gotcha. So um, a we- I, I guess a couple of weeks went by, one pops up and – Kentucky at one of the local National Guard bases. I say local, probably two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in great shape. It was missing some doors, missing some seats. But and those were- This is were, an H1. This is the Humvee. Humvee, okay. Yeah, so yep. this is in 1995. Okay. Uh, what they called an M998 okay. was the designator. Okay. Um, this is, it, there's, no, there's not a Hummer label on the vehicle. Okay. You know, Hummer was kind of the civilian market. This is strictly- Military based. Gotcha. Uh, the HMMWV, which is kind of where the Hummer right. name came from. Right. So this comes up on an auction Tuesday morning. You know, I, I work in the car business, so I've got a customer that morning. I'm thinking, well, here we go again. I'm going to miss out on this one as well. And luckily, that guy had just left. And I walked back in, and that truck was on the block. And I just start hitting that mouse as quick as I can. Gotcha. Uh, ended up winning the bid. Um, which I was thrilled about. And and it was local. It was relatively Somewhat. local. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to right. ship it from California. Right. The super bizarre part about these auctions were they were sight unseen. So mm-hmm. you got four or five photos, um, you got the mileage, and you got a 30-second video of the truck running or not running. Gotcha. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. And there was no auction guarantee. There was no um, inspection. Yep. And... If you wanted to go view it, you would just hope that you could see it from the street. Gotcha. Through the fence. Because right. that's as close as they would let you get. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, I win the auction and I'm thinking this is great. You know, uh, it was kind of relatively close to that price that I was wanting to spend on that H1 through my friend, mm-hmm. uh, which I was thrilled about. And I knew I had to spend a little bit of money, but it wasn't anything remotely close to what I would have had to spend on that H1. Um so I start making the calls to this auction house, you know, how do I get this truck and what, you know, what's the process? I'm thinking I'll have it by the end of the week. So first call happens and they said, well, first you've got to pass a background check because you're buying a military vehicle. Gotcha. Uh, before that background check, you've got to submit a, uh, I'm trying to think of the term that they used. It, it was kind of like a, an application for use. Like okay. what you, what you were going to use it for, mm-hmm. and I uh, through some research through forums, I I read that you basically just put for uh, leisure. <laughs> you gotcha. Know? Right. You know they don't want you to say like I'm going to mount a 50 cal to the top or something like that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so you had to get all these waivers signed. And, and that's interesting. The background check. I didn't think about. Oh that, yeah. But that, that makes sense. So that makes was sense. a two yeah. month process. Okay. Two months. Uh, so you win this car, and then two months later, after all the backgrounds, they'll right. accept the fact that you won it and it's yours. Is the that what worst you're part was you had to pay for it before they would even get the ball rolling. I got you. So you wire them the money. Mm-hmm. Then the background check starts, and it was I think it was called an end user agreement okay. that you had to have signed and notarized, and you know there was certain stipulations that you couldn't sell the vehicle with a, within a certain time. To anyone outside of the United States, you couldn't sell it to anyone that wasn't a U.S. resident. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it gotcha. was, it was almost uh, scary, like to think that. Well, 
you know, if I screw up and sell this down the road, which I don't know if I'm going to have it forever or sell it tomorrow, you right. know, it really depends on the condition when I get it. Right. Uh, are there going to be like some liability, legal liabilities that are going to come up with having this vehicle? Um, and luckily that, that wasn't the case, you know, I had five great years of ownership, but to get back to the, the story, background check passes and, uh, the documents are received and you've got a, uh, document of lading, which is when you can come receive the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gathered some friends up with some big trucks and a, uh, trailer that luckily did not have, um, wheel arches because this, these vehicles are so wide that you couldn't get it over just your <laughs> right. normal. It almost had to be a flatbed trailer. This is true. So we get out there and of course the batteries are dead. It's got no fuel in it. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, Oh my gosh, it's in this muddy field in the middle of, uh, at this point, January, cause it was real close to my birthday. Uh, but I'm just thinking, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? My friends are looking at me like I'm an idiot <laughs> and I'm starting to think I'm an idiot. Uh, so it, at any rate, we got the vehicle started, flat tires. We're just kind of like babying it up onto this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get it ratcheted down by the 15 tow hooks that are on these trucks and right. just hope for the best. And we got a two hour drive back home. Uh, and I, I just distinctly remember how cold it was that night. We got it back real late at night. It was dark out, get it off the trailer, put some air in the tires. And I've got it in my office, uh, cause that was the easiest place to get it off this trailer. And a buddy of mine was like, well, let's just go take it for a drive, see if it works. And I'm like terrified. You know, this is a super wide vehicle. It's almost as wide as a right. your average road lane. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you know, I just got to bite the bullet and do it, you know, because I'm going to drive this all the time. So mm-hmm. just kind of like jump in head first. And uh, we took it around. We drove it for probably 15 miles, just absolutely frozen. There was no doors. You know, so there was no windows. There was just blasting cold air on you. There's no heat in this truck. And. Uh, it was the most miserable, fun time I've probably ever had. Just smile ear to ear. Right. You know, I finally got this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot believe that this finally happened. Um, and I, I skipped ahead a little too far. Um, just before I took possession of that and went and picked it up, trailered it home, I got a text from the gentleman that had purchased the Hummer H1 out of my buddy's wanted. yard. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he, uh, I'd done some complaining around the friends group and what was me. And, you know, I really wanted that truck and he had reached out and said, I feel really bad about this. I had no idea if you had just told me how much you wanted it, you know, I would have just, mm-hmm. you know, walked away and I said, well, dude, you know, I offered you a lot of money for the truck and you kind of threw it back in my face. Like, well, I've got better offers already. Right. So it is what it is. And he said, well, if you want it, you can have it for the price that you offered me. Um, and I was, I think that was, short. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Christmas day. Okay. And I was just like, you were unbelievable. <laughs> you know? right, right. Like here, I've got one coming in. I've already paid for it. I'm in the middle of this background check process. It's been as close to a nightmare as possible. Right. And I've got one coming in and here you are offering me this original H1 that I really wanted. So that that was kind of a, a hurdle, mental mental hurdle to get over. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, at the end of January, I've got this truck. I've always wanted it. And I don't have to worry about all the mechanical and cosmetic stuff that this other truck had. Um, so I, I drove that truck for five years. I just recently sold it okay. on uh, 
Doug DeMiro's Cars and Bids website. Okay, got, yep. Got a price that I couldn't wrap my head around. Uh, but it turned out to be an awesome investment. Yep. Uh, and how long did you own it? So f- I had that truck for five years. Okay, gotcha. And I don't know exactly how many miles I put on it because the odometer cable broke shortly after I got, I got it. But okay. I would assume somewhere in the six to 7,000 miles on the odometer in those, fi- in those five years. I got gotcha. you. And maintenance wise, they're pretty bulletproof trucks. Okay. I think the only thing I, I did to that truck was flush the radiator. I think I changed a transmission pan gasket. Okay. Uh, but besides that, it just always started up, gotcha. always ran. You know, it's, it's not the most enjoyable vehicle to drive on the highway. Um, it feels, I mean, it's got its stiff suspension. It's rigid. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel every, it's like a cattle wagon. I got you. Right. 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 Uh, three speed transmission Mm -hmm. with no overdrive. Okay. So if you're, if you're lucky enough to get to 65 or 70, (laughs) it is howling. I mean, you're pushing five, 6,000 RPMs in a V8 that really doesn't like to go above three. Gotcha. Um, But it it was just an enjoyable truck. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got thumbs up everywhere. Uh, Probably the biggest annoyance that I had with the truck was getting out of parking lots and you get out of the truck and someone comes up to you and says, thank you for your service. Ah, gotcha. Right. And I was always like, I never served, but you know, it's just a truck to me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So actually, so when I, when I got it, it was the military camo, Mm -hmm. you know, the CARC, the chemical and uh, whatever resistant paint. Gotcha. Um, that was bizarre. I mean, if you got the paint wet, it would dry within like 30 seconds. Okay. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Um, and I had planned on painting the entire truck, but I got to reading on this CRAC paint that is a military, you know, it's on every military vehicle. It's that olive drab and tan mm-hmm. that you'd see. Well, it's got silica in it. So if you sand it off, like you run the risk of lung cancer. And right. and, and while my grandfather was a retired Ford painter, I, you know, I didn't want to send that to his garage and then be the guy that, you know, <laughs> sent him to his deathbed because I wanted to paint my truck. Right, right. So, but I, I had so yeah. many of those comments and it would just wear, I mean, I'd be getting my hair cut and somebody would come up to me and like, you know, did you steal that from the, from the local National Guard base? I'm just like, no, it's just a truck, guys. Right, right. Um, so anyway, I, I ended up at Lowe's one night frustrated with about 10 cans of flat black and uh, went home that night. It actually adheres perfectly to that CARC paint from the military. So I had a camo truck at one time, and then it was a a black truck for most of its life while I had it. Okay. Um, Yeah, because the flat won't show all the paint imperfections. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it was like a perfect match. And it was was so funny because if you scraped it on something, you know, I took it off-road a few times. If you scuffed anything... You just go get another three dollar can of flat black, and it was like the the best touch up pen you could ever own. Right. Oh, well, that's true. That's yeah. Right. That's uh, exactly right. But I, I ended up putting doors on that, and that was kind of a another ordeal. There's only so many um, of those original Kevlar doors from the U.S. surplus mm-hmm. um, in circulation because gotcha. they don't make them anymore. I got so, you. Every month, including, you know, as recent as a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I keep an eye on those prices because they're astronomical. I gotcha. think I ended up paying, I think it was $500 per door. Gosh. And these things are like cracker thin, mm-hmm. you know, they're super flimsy. They weigh like 10, 15 pounds because it's Kevlar. Um, but that, 
that made it a much more enjoyable ride because you could drive it during the winter months. You know, right. it had a heater core, but I think I ended up taking it out because it was leaking. Um, you know, and I looked on the forums to get a heater core for it. Turns out that truck has the same heater core as a 64 Mustang. Gotcha. Uh, you just had to do some like weird, you know, Jerry rigging to get it to work. And, <laughs> right. I, you know, when I got to that point, I just said, forget about it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be fine without heat. So, yeah. Uh, but that truck was awesome. I mean, it, it really uh, checked all the boxes, at least. And, and you had fun with it. And I had a blast with right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you, that, that smile never went away. Right. You know, driving it. But at the same time, it just wasn't an H1. I just always wanted an H1. And I kind of felt, even though the Humvee was the original Hummer, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. you know, the first iteration uh, since like 1983, I just did. I felt like a poser almost, you know, like you put a uh, an AMG logo or an M3 logo on the back of a non AMG or M3 car, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of had in the back of my head, like, I, you know, I want a real Hummer, right? And and that kind of segued into the Hummer H2 that gotcha. I got, and that was, um, uh, I want to say probably a year, maybe two years after I got that original Humvee. Okay. And I, I just knew that that was going to be my daily driver. Gotcha. I think I I had gone from a Corvette to an Expedition and I you know, I was happy with the SUV lifestyle. You mm-hmm. know, I, I only lived a mile from the office, so I didn't need a fast car anymore. So I figured I'd get rid of the Expedition, get a Hummer H2. Um and one had come up and it was a one owner locally, you know, maintained vehicle that was just like in immaculate condition. Gotcha. Um which is funny thinking back as a kid, I always kind of looked down on the H two because uh, it's not a it's not really a true Hummer. Uh, it's a name that uh, GM kind of took advantage of and kind of made their own type deal. Um, so I was kind of rolling the dice. Ended up getting that truck. Um, absolutely loved it. I mean, the seats were like a lazy boy. Um, great space. Fuel economy wasn't anything to talk about, but. Mechanically speaking, super reliable, great power, and it just kind of had that presence of an H1. It was kind of a had a bigger street presence than the Humvee did. It sat mm-hmm. up higher, um, just a great truck. And I, I drove that truck as a daily driver for years. Gotcha. Um, and that was a 2003, uh, first year for that body style. Okay. And I think they continued those on until 08 or 09, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Uh, but I still always had that craving to have an H1. You gotcha. Know, I just, right. At each step of the way, I just felt like I'm still not there. I got you. But, so, and this was a good precursor that, that obviously led you to the H1. Correct. Yeah. So, gotcha. That came up last October. I was in San Diego for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every month or two, you know, in the last few years, I would always look at the H1 listings around the country and, you know, at, at this point in my life, I can financially handle something a little bit more expensive. So I'm not looking in that 10 to 30 range. I'm looking a little bit higher. Um, and one had popped up in Louisville and doing a little research on it. And I'm checking all the boxes. It's got the ambulance doors in the back, you know, for the year that it is. This is a 1998. It's got the upgraded mirrors. It's got the upgraded front brush guard mm-hmm. that you would find later in the model run. Mm-hmm. you know, in the 04 to 06 range. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, uh, this is something I really want to take what a look at. Right. So made a couple calls. It was at a dealership here locally. 
and you know I'm, I'm making progress with on that side but i've still got the wife side right you know, and she's i can already hear her and the conversations that we had shortly after that were just like are you nuts yeah you know <laughs> right. we don't I've need had those conversations too I'm with <laughs> yeah. you. Right. we don't need three hummers in the driveway right right uh, especially when you've got a one mile commute, commute mm-hmm. to work so <laughs> i was like yeah that's a good point so i'm thinking uh at this point i still have the humvee i've got the h2 and I'm, I'm wanting to get this H1. So gotcha. she kind of gave me the ultimatum, like, you know, you can drop one or you can drop them all. Right. And you can you can get this. I know that this is something that you've always wanted. Bless her heart. Right. You know, she really didn't give me a whole lot of pushback there. It was it was one of those things where, you know, you ask for something expecting the worst outcome and mm-hmm. you get the best outcome. And it's like, well, that's why we married. <laughs> right. you know? There you go. Yeah. Right. This is best case scenario. Sure. So come back home from San Diego, go, go see this truck in person. And of course, you know, uh, as a, a typical car lot would, they put it in their showroom and they've got the lights on it. And sure. I'm just like, you yeah. know, my jaws on the floor, I'm drooling. <laughs> and, uh, I said, you know, with the sales guy, I said, can you just give me like an hour to look it over? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get under it. I want to get on top of it. I want to get, you know, inside just, I want to look at completely over this, a big purchase. So, right. uh, if you just give me an hour, just kind of leave me by myself. And, and he did. Um, so I crawled underneath of it, looked it over. Um, we ended up buying that truck mm-hmm. and I've had that ever since I, I traded the H2 for it. And one of the biggest regrets I've ever had, you know, every time I see an H2 going down the street and it's like, dang, I should have kept that one. <laughs> sure, right. I should have got rid of the Humvee first. Right. But, uh, Right. Yeah, that it's it's just been an awesome, uh, awesome. lifestyle, yeah. if you want to put it that way. No. I, I mean, just to hear the story of the background, where you got it, what made you interested in it, I, I mean, it's a blast, in my opinion. And we, we can tell you're passionate about this car, and, and for the listeners, it'd be great if they could see it. We'll show pictures of it. Sure. Uh, but on the next episode with you, um, we're going to talk about maybe some of the, the, the features – of these um, Humvees, Hummers, get into and, the details. And, and get yeah. into the details. Yeah. So, so right now, uh, first of all, it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for coming. And yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a very uh, fun and informative discussion. Are there is there a website if anybody was interested in uh, knowing more? Because I, you, you're full of knowledge with these things. Is there a website? that they can reach you should in the event that they, they find one They're like, Hey, I'm going to contact Ian about this. Sure. So I'm not big on social media. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't have a Facebook. I do have an Instagram and that is F one Ipsen. My last name, I P S A N. Uh, you can find me there or you can just send me an email directly. And that's my first and last name, Ian dot Ipsen at gmail.com. Perfect. And we now ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but all your collectibles as well. You can find them at www.gdherring.com. And for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe so you are notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. Um, Remember to check out our website www.theclassiccarcorner.com. If you or someone you know would like to join in our podcast, please reach out to us as we are always delighted to talk with fellow enthusiasts. Thank you for listening and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.